Hello, everybody. I am Blaze Seifer, and this is the Seifer Scoop Podcast. Believe it or not, we're almost halfway through the spring semester here at Middlebury, and by the time this podcast releases, spring competition will return in just two days, with many teams back in competition on April 10th. This holds true for the men's golf team, who are traveling to Skidmore College to compete at the Tim Brown Invitational Meet on Saturday. Saturday's meet will mark the first of five meets the men's golf team has, the last of which will be hosted at Middlebury on May 8th. So ahead of the Middlebury men's golf return to competition, who better to have on the podcast than the two men's golf captains, Jordan Besselel and John Micas. Jordan and John are here to chat today about their careers as a Panther, what the team has meant to them, and what fans can expect from their five-match spring season. Without further ado, let's get into it. Jordan and John, how are you guys? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having us. Yep, I'm doing well too. Uh, I'm really excited to go through this and thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. So I've had on one one golf player on the podcast. I started this in the fall of 2020. It was Lizzie Kenter who's on the women's golf team. I'm sure you guys might know Lizzie. Uh, but you guys are the first uh, members of the men's golf team having on. You guys are senior co-captains which is awesome. And uh, yeah, I want to do a deep dive into your beginnings with golf, how it's been going at Middlebury and what uh, fans and journalists alike can expect from your truncated spring season. Um, but I want to start here with uh, going into the, going into the time capsule and going way back. How did you guys first get into the sport of golf? Like what were your early influences and what kind of drew you to the sport? Uh, yeah, so for me, it was really my dad. Um, he he wanted a playing partner, um, so he kind of got me into golf early. I probably picked up a club first at maybe age three or four, something like that. Um, and yeah, so I played um, a bunch of sports growing up, but then kind of honed in on golf once I realized I wasn't half bad at it. Um, and yeah, just kind of went from there. And um, I'm you know played junior tournaments all growing up, so I spent a lot of my summers you know road tripping around, going to different places. Um, and it was a lot of fun and figured why not try to do it at the, at the next level. Right. And John, what about you? Yeah. So I, similarly to Jordan got started pretty much because my dad, a little different though, he really didn't play that much until college um, and took it up more when I was younger, when I started to enjoy it, we started to play together and yeah, I played in, in tournaments growing up. I started taking it more seriously probably around seventh or eighth grade. I remember playing like my first 36 hole tournament in seventh grade and being really nervous for it. So, um, and then ever, ever since then, just playing in tournaments throughout high school and um, wanted to play in college and Middlebury and the NESCAC schools just kind of lent themselves to being a good fit for me. So then continue playing here. And it's been a great experience ever since then. Right. And that bridges into my next question. Kind of how did Middlebury stand out in the college recruitment process? I know a lot of kids who look at Middlebury also look at other NESCAC schools and they're, they're all fairly similar. Was there something about mid that kind of stood out for you guys about the team, about the school itself? Kind of, kind of what drew you to, to Vermont? Uh, yeah. So as I was kind of thinking about which colleges I wanted to go to, um, probably sophomore, junior year of high school, uh, I was really kind of thinking between D1 and D3. Um, but I was really drawn to, especially in the NESCAC, uh, really the balance that you have as a student athlete. Um, and so I was looking around at uh, a bunch of different NESCAC schools. And actually, I was lucky enough to go to uh, what's called the Kerry Cup uh, out in Ireland, which is where I met Coach Beanie. Um, and, and I heard nothing but good things from him. All the coaches you know, mentioned how long he'd been coaching. Um, and, and really, his hockey background stuck out to me um, and, and really just that culture of winning. Um, and so I was really excited, um, you know, when he expressed interest in me and, and it really just became a natural fit from there. 
Right. Jordan, you said you saw a coach in uh, Ireland. Was Why was he there? Was he recruiting there? Or what was he doing across the pond? Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a really cool sort of tournament and recruiting academy. There are coaches from uh, Ivy League schools, some other D1 schools, and uh, a couple of the NESCAC schools uh, who all head out there. And so it was, it was funny. I actually um, went there. It was sort of an 18th birthday present for me in the <laughs> summer after my junior year of high school. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really cool experience. There were probably about 70 kids who come from all across the U.S., um, and, and some other countries as well, um, and, and go compete out there and get to know some of the coaches and, and figure out a little bit more about their, uh, about their college recruiting process. So I was, I feel really lucky to have been able to go to that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, for me, Middlebury, I, you know, I was looking at NESCAC schools, uh, mainly just to kind of stay close to home. Um, I'm from New York, so, uh, I wanted a good balance between academics and athletics and, D3 kind of lent itself to that and also middle or NESCAC schools in general did as well. Um, I actually didn't really meet the team before coming here. I only met coach Beanie at uh, a tournament or like a camp really hosted at Williams, uh, which he also does a lot of recruiting at now. Uh, And a lot of the other players on the team uh, go to like those two tournaments, either at Williams or at the Kerry cup. So I, I played hockey in high school. So I just kind of, you know, vibed well with coach Beanie and he talked a lot about the, the kids on the team and how it was a good culture there. So I, I trusted him and I knew that he had a good background as Jordan said, and especially with winning and um, hosting or like having a really great culture on a team. So I was excited to get, get to Middlebury and to get to know the kids. Um, I remember like going or meeting the team for the first time here freshman year. It was weird not having seen them the previous year while I was looking at schools, but it worked out. So <laughs> that's good. So coach Finney has a hockey background. I didn't know that. Did he coach at Middlebury? Did he coach in the area or would one of you guys take a stab at that? Yeah. Yeah. He, he has a really extensive hockey background. He, I think at one point or still is like the winningest D three hockey coach of all time um, has like eight national championships, I think here at Middlebury. So um, it was pretty good, especially for a small school in Vermont. It, it put Middlebury definitely on the map um, like several years ago when it comes to like hockey and, and athletics. Look no further than the Middlebury shop, formerly fourth and goal sports for all your Middlebury college clothing, gifts, and gear. They have all the Panther team gear imaginable Middlebury team sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, and more by the brands you love, including Nike, Under Armour, and Carhartt. Find them in downtown Middlebury or online at middlebury.shop.com. That's middlebury.shop.com. All right, boys. Well, you guys both made it up to middle of nowhere, Vermont, to Middlebury College. Now, I'd uh, like to transition into, you know, your career, your three-year careers thus far at Middlebury. Um, this, this one might be a little bit of a longer question, a little tougher to answer, um, you know, in, in a short way, but how has, you know, the golf team kind of changed for you through your freshman, sophomore and junior years? Did you, has it been a different experience each and every year? Has it been pretty similar? I'm sure as you've gotten older, you've stepped into, you know, leadership positions and that might've changed, but kind of talk about the progression, uh, you know, from freshman now to senior year. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it, it obviously changes every year with just the group of, of guys who are on the team and on campus. Um, and so every year is definitely a little bit different. Um, and, and I guess, you know, freshman year, it's, it's hard to kind of step in. Um, but, you know, it was, it was about as natural of a fit as I think it could have been. Um, and then kind of going from there as, you know, you, you build those bonds with your teammates. Um, I, I feel like we've gotten really close as a team. 
Um, and, and I'm glad to, you know, consider basically everyone that I've played with among my closest friends, um, you know, in my time here. Um, so, you know, with all that, I'm, I'm glad to, you know, be a co-captain. And, you know, even though we have some guys who aren't on campus this year, um, it's definitely really given me an opportunity to get to know our freshmen better who are, who are here um, and, and build those bonds as well. And, you know, hopefully carry that into, you know, some chemistry on the course uh, during our spring schedule. Yeah, I think we do a pretty good job just from the size of the, the team, including freshmen early on. And I know I felt super comfortable when I first got here. And ever since then, we've been a super close team and everyone on the team are really close friends. Um, even with half the team, like being away this semester, we're constantly in contact with them. So it's, it's been fun. And like, as Jordan said, it's been a really good experience getting to know Colin and Derek, the two freshmen on the team a lot better and, and getting to kind of work with them one-on-one -on, -one, uh, on their games. And I, I think it's really exciting for them this upcoming season, just getting thrown into the fire when it comes to tournament experience. And I think that will be pretty invaluable for their careers kind of long-term when they're seniors and looking back on this season. Right. And, uh, and so in terms of performance, I'm curious what maybe your most successful seasons were individually and then collectively as a team. And we'll start with you, Jordan, as we have and correct me if I'm wrong, but Website lists you as the uh, co-NESCAC Rookie of the Year in your 2017 season. So why don't you talk about that? Maybe maybe that was your most successful. Maybe you've gotten better every single season. But uh, yeah, talk about each of you individually and then collectively what you think the most successful season was. Goodness, it's uh, it's it's hard for me to to say what my most successful season was. I mean, obviously <laughs> it was it was nice to get co-rookie of the year. Uh, I was I was definitely pleasantly surprised by that. Um, but yeah, no, that was a, that was a great season, but you know, golf is, golf is one of those games where, you know, from one day to the next, it'll change so quickly. Um, so I, I don't know, I'd probably say um, last fall was, was my most successful season uh, personally, um, even dealing with, with, uh, with some injuries uh, over the course of the fall, I felt like I put some pretty good scores up. Um, and, and that was really exciting for me to be able to kind of persevere through that. But um, yeah, no, obviously that, that co-rookie of the year award definitely stands out in my mind as something, uh, you know, I'll be able to take with me. And that was pretty special in my college experience. Right. John, do you think he deserved that co-rookie of the year? Or do you think, uh, you think it was, it was a bunch of BS? <laughs> no, no, Jordan definitely deserved it. He, he did really well his, his freshman year. Um, for me personally, I also think it was my junior fall and I was really excited to play in junior spring. I felt like I was kind of turning a big corner for myself personally um, with golf. I had struggled a little bit with my swing freshman and into sophomore year. Um, I think the transition from high school, like on the course was a little bit more difficult just with like a busier academic schedule. And I was finally kind of like settling in. Unfortunately, COVID got in the way of that. But um, right now, I honestly, I, I think for me personally that I'm playing pretty well right now. Um, and I'm looking forward to hopefully saying that this upcoming season will be the best um, kind of as the, the ultimate few tournaments that we'll play in. Um, but yeah, as a, as a team, I guess we won NESCACs our sophomore year, I think, Jordan. And then we were able to host our championship here in the spring, which was really fun. Unfortunately, we did not win and go to uh, the national championship, but I think that probably would kind of stand out as, as collectively the best uh, season that we've had. But again, hopefully this season is the best. Yeah. We're rooting for you guys. So uh, another question, I'm not an athlete uh, at Middlebury and I'll tell you, I spent a lot of late nights doing homework. Maybe it's poor time management, but you guys are athletes. You're competing in golf. Talk to me about kind of what it's 
been like to balance, you know, a rigorous academic load with the golf team? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been an adjustment. Um, and, and with kind of more unstructured time than, than I had in high school, it's really forced me to plan out what my schedule has been. And, um, you know, this, this upcoming season is going to be a little bit different, uh, now that we have one day tournaments rather than two day tournaments, but, um, you know, you're traveling for whatever, call it the first five, six weeks of the school year. Um, and then, uh, in the spring season, uh, you're traveling for really that time coming up around midterms and, and rounding into finals. So it really forces you to, to, you know, get into a good schedule every day and make sure you're getting, you know, a good amount of sleep to be able to actually function and, and think your way around a golf course. Um, and, and I guess kind of with, with matches, you know, lasting two days and, you know, college rounds are, are notoriously pretty slow. It might be five, five and a half hours for each one. Um, so, you know, that, that's a lot of time. Um, and, and that's definitely helped me um, really hone my time management skills. Um, to be able to get all the work I have done. And yes, obviously there are some, there are some nights where I sacrifice a little bit of sleep. Um, but overall, I think it's, it's really forced me to be a lot better about that. Yeah. I honestly feel like we've sacrificed the most sleep, like when traveling on like sleeping on pullout couches, um, those <laughs> are definitely not the most comfortable areas uh, to sleep in, but overall, yeah, you get used to just kind of making good schedule for yourself at the beginning of the season um, and putting yourself into that routine. And I think, kind of relying on that routine when uh, we get more work as students is, is really important, especially when you're younger. Um, something that I don't think I fully appreciated when I was a freshman or sophomore, that now I, I get into like a good routine of kind of setting out time, uh, like time to do work, especially with longer projects, stuff like that. Um, but you get better at, at it as you go along. Right. That's good news for me. Uh, I'm taking that. Uh, so you guys are now on your fourth year on the team uh, about to start your spring season as you reflect and, and just as you see the team currently, kind of what's the team culture been like? Has it, has it shifted throughout the years? Is there a few words you guys would use to describe it? Just, uh, yeah, what is, what is the golf team culture? Um, I'd say it's been generally pretty consistent throughout my time here. Um, everybody's really close with each other. Everybody um, really wants each other to succeed. And I think, um, I guess one of the things, so as, as we mentioned that sophomore fall, um, when we when we qualified to have the NESCAC championships hosted here, it was it was pretty competitive for who would end up making the playing squad in the spring. Um, but one thing that really stood out to me was just how much everybody wanted, you know, the next guy to succeed um, and, and you know, really give the team the best chance, even if, you know, because I, I didn't play uh, in the spring. I didn't end up qualifying for the lineup, but um, I felt happy knowing that we were putting the best five out there. Um, that would ultimately help the help the team win. And, you know, even though we didn't get it done, I feel like that was just really a testament to how close everyone is and, um, and, and what kind of culture we have. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, the friendships that we have make kind of the culture off the course. Great. Um, we're all super close on the course. I think not that we weren't focused on this earlier, but we've definitely put on like a more like winning attitude. I feel like making sure that as a team, like we, want to go out there and, and win all the time. And, um, and I think that kind of affects our practice in a positive way too, that uh, we've been a little bit more focused recently on getting a little bit or working a little bit outside the box, getting a little creative in the ways that we practice. Um, and, and that was honestly, you know, brought down from like the seniors when we were freshmen, I think they were really influential in kind of starting that winning attitude. And we've continued and built upon that in our four years here. And so overall, I think, I think the culture has been great um, on and off the course. Awesome. And I'm sure that's helped, helped you guys, you know, have some great memories on the team. And that, that leads me to my next question. 
This one always stumps people, but when I ask you greatest memories on the golf team, what comes to mind? Well, absolutely for me, uh, winning NESCACs in the fall sophomore year, that was, um, you know, that was pretty cool. It, it came down to the wire. I think we ended up only winning by, by about one stroke. Um, so when we saw them, when we saw the, the scores being written up on the board, that was a pretty cool moment. We all went kind of nuts. Um, and, and I guess what made that extra special was um, all the guys who weren't playing that week ended up making the drive down to, uh, we ended up playing at Wesleyan. Um, so, you know, four hour drive, but everybody was there and everybody was supporting everyone else. Um, so that was definitely a fun bus ride back. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of my favorite memory. I mean, that's definitely a great one. I don't want to like double up with Jordan's here. I feel like I'm more stumped on this one. Um, <laughs> I feel like honestly, one of the the funniest kind of memories was from that same tournament, but one of the kids playing had a chip shot on the 18th hole, KJ, not to single him out. Um, but he... <laughs> He kind of flubbed the chip shot. And then we thought we were going to tie or like lose or like lose by one or not really lose, but we would still have qualified for the championship, but we would not have been able to host our own tournament. And we all thought it came down to that chip shot, but then it ended up not being it. So after that, we won. I feel like looking back on that, it's pretty, pretty funny. It's something that stands out in my mind. I remember I was, I was, wasn't playing either. So I was standing on uh, around the green at that point and just kind of watched him do that. And uh, his face was, was pretty hilarious, but um, yeah, I, I would say that's my favorite memory. That's awesome. And kind of a wild card question for you guys. I, uh, I'm a hobby golfer and I played a lot last fall on the golf course. It was free for students, as you probably know. Um, and, and the Rothmeyer golf course, I think has a really stellar reputation and it's a beautiful course, but you guys have played there all the time over the past three, four years. So has it gotten old for you guys? And you could be totally candid and honest here, but is, is there ways to spice it up? Is there ways to keep things interesting? Or are you ready to move on to, uh, to another course uh, once you graduate? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's definitely a, a quirky course. And I feel like we do have a bit of an advantage over other teams when we play there, just because we have played it, you know, every day for the past few years. Um, so, you know, maybe it gets a little bit old to play, um, you know, just the normal way every single time. But like uh, like Micus was saying, um, you know, we figured out ways to spice it up, whether that's, you know, you're not allowed to hit driver or you're dropping a ball at 150 yards and, you know, every hole just play it as a par three. Um, you know, just different stuff like that, I feel like keeps us sharp and keeps us ready for, um, for, for our tournaments and for playing different courses because, you know, playing the same course every day doesn't necessarily um, prepare us for going to different places that just have different conditions. Uh, so I feel like getting creative with that has, has definitely been helpful. Yeah. It's different than in soccer where, you know, or basketball where, you know, the courts can be the same, you know what I mean? You got totally, totally different terrain and, you know, setup. John, what yeah, would you say? Exactly. Yeah. I would say some holes get a little old and others don't. And I think that's the biggest reason for that is that we face a variety of conditions being in Vermont. Um, so like obviously in early spring, it's super, super wet and the whole place completely different than if you're playing it over the summer. So I, I spent a summer here just working and I, so I was playing the Ralph all the time and it was super fun, but it was just so different than what we face in the spring when like it's the most important like part of our season. So uh, I think for that, it doesn't really get old for me. Some holes just don't get old in general, like hole number 11, which is brutal. Um, and others like, I don't know, like hole two and three are a little bit more similar, but, um, but some of them get old, some of them don't. And I think the conditions play a big factor in that. An institution on Main Street since 1949, the Vermont Bookshop is a curated haven of culture and calm 
your resource for keeping up with what's happening in our world today. The Vermont Bookshop continues to adjust their safety measures for the protection of their booksellers, customers, and the community at large, while also providing the highest degree of customer service possible to make it easy for you to shop with them. You can shop at the Vermont Bookshop online at vermontbookshop.com or call them at 802-388-2061. You can order books for delivery or pickup or, following public health protocols, shop in person Monday through Friday 10 to 6 and Saturdays 10 to 4. So check out the Vermont Bookshop nestled right on Main Street. Happy reading. All right. Well, now I want to, you know, shift focus to kind of what's going on now and what's coming up for you guys. So a few weeks ago, NESCAC presidents announced that teams could return to competition in a safe manner. And, and that manifests in a five game or five match season for you guys. Were you expecting, you know, to, to be able to compete your senior year? Did the, did the announcement come as a surprise to you guys? Um, and if so, how did you react to it? Yeah, no, it was it was definitely a surprise. Um, I, I remember our coach telling us in the fall that there was a 99.9% chance that we wouldn't be competing. Um, so definitely seeing that email was uh, was unexpected and, and definitely a pleasant surprise. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're all really pumped about it just because, you know, I, I thought my Middlebury golf career was, you know, completely done. Um, and, and I guess my team golf career in general, um, you know, after playing on my high school team, playing junior tournaments and, and, you know, just not having a chance to compete like that anymore. But, you know, I guess kind of having that, that new second chance to, to be able to get out there and represent Middlebury has been, uh, you know, really cool for me. I don't even know if it's fully sunk in yet or, or if it will before I get on the first tee of that first tournament. But um, yeah, no, really, really excited for that. Yeah. It kind of blows my mind that we're going to be playing a tournament in a couple of weeks. Um, it, it was totally unexpected. I thought, we were just going to be kind of playing if we were lucky enough to be just be playing on Ralph as a team or the five guys on campus. So it's really, really exciting. I think we're all trending in a positive direction in our game. So it comes at a good time, you know, for as a team. Um, and hopefully we can, obviously it's contingent on everything going well on campus and at other campuses, but um, assuming all goes well, we're really excited for it. Right. And Jordan, you mentioned you thought you were done, you know, with competitive golf and now you have one more chance. I'm, I'm curious if now that you're a senior, you might be even more nervous than you were as a junior because you know that you only have a few matches left in the competitive realm. So are you are you more nervous than usual, uh, knowing that the end is in sight or, uh, you know, just how are you feeling overall about these last few matches? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a combination of nervous and excited. Um, you know, I haven't played in, in a competitive tournament round since since that junior fall. Um, so, you know, golf kind of requires a, a, a little bit of, I don't know, a lot of mental sharpness, actually, I will say, um, to be able to score well in tournaments. And so I think we're all going to be a bit rusty, but, um, you know, we, we just got to push each other in practice, try to simulate those conditions as soon as possible. But yeah, I mean, this is all kind of just bonus, I guess. I really didn't think I was going to get this chance. So, um, you know, as, as nervous as I am to, you know, not completely embarrass myself. Um, <laughs> hey, come on. You're I'm the best guy rookie of the year. You'll be okay. <laughs> John, are you, are you nervous too? Or how are you feeling? Yeah, I would say that my nerves have kind of changed and adapted um, as I've been here. When I was a freshman, obviously those nerves are just like, oh my God, you're playing your first college tournament. And then junior year is when it kind of starts to sink in and you only have like, you're over the hill. Your half of your season is, or half of your uh, career at Middlebury is gone. Um, and then now obviously with 
kind of COVID thrown in there and being or having over a year off and then coming back into it, it, it ramps up the nerves, I think, all that much more. Um, but also, you know, nerves are kind of correlated with excitement. I think I, I, think I personally am super excited as well. Um, and the team has been pushing each other to kind of deal with those nerves accordingly. We're, we've been actually kind of changing up some practice routines to just get ourselves back in the mindset of, of being under the pressure of tournament experience and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, the nerves definitely are a little ramped up right now. Right. And I'm going to ask one of you uh, to take a stab at this. So what, like, can you paint a picture of what the spring season looks like? It's obviously not a normal season. Are you, you know, fighting for a NASCAR championship? Is that even a thing? You know, what's kind of at stake this season? Yeah. So we have um, a couple tournaments. Uh, we're going to be playing at Hamilton and Williams. Um, and then we have uh, over a two week uh, stretch. Uh, we're going to be competing for a, a NASCAR championship. Um, and, and so that's going to be sort of the, the culmination of our season. We, I, I believe we have a, a home tournament after that. Um, but really what we're gunning for is that, uh, is that NASCAR championships um, right. over, I guess, last week of April, first week of May. Yeah. And John, how do you, uh, how do you think the team can do? You guys think you can push for an NASCAR championship this year? Yeah. Yeah. We're, that's our goal. Um, and I think, I think we're on a good path for that is the short answer. Um, and I, I think what's good for us too, is that we have a couple tournaments before that to prepare ourselves and prepare uh, kind of the team as a whole. Um, and then, yeah, um, we are definitely going to be vying for that. So uh, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm excited to excited to watch you guys. I want to close with, with one of my favorite sections. It's a rapid fire question. So I got a few questions left for you boys. See what you got for me. Uh, first question is what, what's your favorite and least favorite club to use? We'll start with you, Jordan. Ooh, favorite club. Um, I guess I'll go with my 54 degree wedge least favorite club, probably my three wood. <laughs> I'll go with uh, putter being my favorite and then hybrid as my least favorite. I'll generally just take that out of the bag because I hate it that much. <laughs> and similar question. What's your favorite and least favorite hole on Ralph Meyer? Favorite and least favorite hole. On Ralph. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll start with my least favorite is hole number 11. Uh, I think that's a pretty, <laughs> pretty easy one. Um, my favorite hole. Um, I like the 18th hole. I think it's a good finishing hole. I will also start my least favorite hole. It's close between 11 and 15, but since Jordan said 11, I'll go with 15. Um, and then favorite. I love one. I think one's a great, great hole. They're going to be pushing the green back though, which is going to be tough, but Okay. Yeah. You know, there's like this kind of barn shed thing on one, like kind of a little bit off to the right. I've, I've hit that before. I'm sure you guys can't say you've done the same. So I have a love hate relationship with hole number one. I feel like there's always just like a bunch of 50 year old guys drinking beer, watching me and just laughing when I tee off. It's, it's always a little nerve wracking. Um, all right. Another one for you. Who's your favorite professional golfer? Easy tiger. Tiger. <laughs> Tiger. So Tiger, Tiger recently had the leg injury, right? Have you guys been following that? How's it going now? Because I, I listened to a podcast the day after it happened and I have not checked in on it since one of you care to uh, explain what's been going on. Yeah, I checked the other day. I think he's back in Florida with his family right now. Um, so hopefully speedy recovery to him. Um, but yeah, I, and also I just might add a little bit for obviously since Tiger isn't really playing right now. Um, I think like I love Brooks. He just kind of brings the same energy and okay. uh, yeah, it seems like he can, he can kind of go on that same terrorist tiger. So I'll have him too. 
Right. Awesome. Well, all right, boys, thank you so much for coming on the Super Scoop podcast. Really appreciate having you. And uh, yeah, we'll be following what's going on with you and your spring match. We're going to have a, a, a men's golf correspondent for the Middlebury campus following you guys along the way. We'll be writing weekly update articles on you. So excited to watch you compete. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Thanks again for having us. Yep. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, everybody, you have heard the scoop from Jordan and John, senior co-captains on the Middlebury men's golf team. Thank you so much for supporting the Seaver Scoop podcast. I'll see you next week with the 16th episode. Till then, stay well and go Panthers.